Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 75. So today we're talking about breaking free from recipes. I actually have one of my students with me, but before we get to that, best bite I had this week, like probably the best bite I've had all year. <laughs> um, I made some pistachio ice cream on the weekend. It was my Irishman's half birthday and he that was his request. And it was incredible. It was like so good. It's actually got shelled pistachios, $63 a kilo. So definitely an investment, uh, but well worth, like worth every cent. And so just like made a pistachio butter and then mixed that with a, like my standard vanilla ice cream custard base. And then we served it with like chopped salted roast pistachios on top. And it was just the business. I can't wait to, there's more in the freezer. I can't wait to have, have them on this weekend. Anyway, so plan for today. I just thought I'd share the story of Lisa, who's one of the graduates from my Joyful Cooking class, who went from being like a recipe follower who was like frustrated with like, she liked cooking, but she always felt like it was a, a lot of work for the, you know, a lot of effort. So she went from like feeling like it was frustrating to actually having the confidence to be able to pull together something delicious and easy, like, and actually having fun in the kitchen and breaking free from that constraint of always having to follow a recipe to the letter. So let's get into my conversation I have with Lisa. Thanks for taking some time to have a chat about your experience in joyful cooking, Lisa. So let's start by just telling me a bit about like, what was your relationship with cooking like before you joined and before you started doing that work? Sure. I love to cook. I've always loved to cook since I've been little, making uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> I love to cook, but I've never put a lot of effort into it, I guess, in the way of a sort of formal education or anything. And I think because of that, it often became a big project when I wanted to cook. I'd have to find a recipe, make sure I had all of the ingredients. Portion control was never my thing. And I was always worried about would I have enough? So I would end up making way too much food, which added way more, way more work, usually make a mess. And I have um, a large family between us. We have five kids and two are married. So, you know, we have a lot of young adults in and out of the house and trying to satisfy, you know, make a meal that everybody would be happy with was a bit of a challenge. I also have some blood sugar issues. So I was limited in what I thought I could eat. Even though I love eating, I love feeding people, and I enjoy the process of cooking, it was it was often felt like it was a whole lot of work, a lot more work than it was worth. Right. So that would be a little a little frustrating. If I was cooking just for myself, I had um, you know I've, I've been a member of Stone Soup for a while, and I was fine making some of the the five ingredient recipes and stuff from there. But yeah, it it just it was a lot of work. You know, when somebody said they liked it and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have a good one, a, you know, a good meal that that people liked, but they were few and far between. for the <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. So it was just this chore. It was a bit of a chore. It was a bit of a chore. And it was frustrating to me because I didn't feel like it should be. You know, my mom was a, a decent cook, but she made no bones about the fact that she was fulfilling her responsibilities. I liked it, but it just... It, it was like swimming upstream. 
when I felt like it shouldn't be. Yeah, so it's hard and you didn't want it to be hard. And yeah. I didn't want it to be hard. And yeah, I've tried many things over the years. I tried a Julia Child cookbook and trying, you know, all, all different things. Like I said, sometimes it came out good. It's not that I was a bad cook, but it was just just a lot of effort. Yeah, and that thing of having to find the recipe first and, and get all the ingredients and... And make sure that you have all the ingredients on hand. I would, it's so funny from where I am now, because I would think, oh, if I don't have that one oddball ingredient, I can't make the whole, the whole dish is going to be ruined, which now it just feels silly that I had that thought, but I really did put that pressure on myself. If I didn't follow the recipe exactly, that there was no way it was going to come out good. Yeah, right, right. So you were following recipes, Yeah. Okay. And, and I was so, so envied. I had a friend who could open the refrigerator and just pull stuff out and make something delicious. And you know, I would hang out with her a lot and just sort of watch her. But I, I never learned that much, but I always admired it. It was a skill I wanted to have and didn't. So, you, yeah, like you saw that it was possible for other people, but you hadn't figured out how to do that for yourself. Right. Right. So what changes did have you noticed like since going through the Joyful Cooking program in like the last 12 weeks? Well, I would say um, the biggest thing is now that I steal with pride. <laughs> yeah. So I can I can look at a recipe now. Or I can't look at a recipe without thinking, how can I pull it apart? What, you know, how, what would Jules do to this? That how can I, oh, I don't have that ingredient. What could I substitute? Let, you know, let me, now I have a place to go to look for substitutions, but you know, the three questions that we have, like, okay, what, what does that actually do? I just feel so much more at ease with trying things and it's not the end of the world. I don't know why I put so much pressure it's, it seems silly in retrospect because um, I burned plenty of stuff. I ruined plenty of meals before and I have now, but now after going through the joyful cooking process, it I don't know, it doesn't feel so bad. It's just, okay, I won't do that again. Or let me, let me see what I can learn from this experience rather than just feel bad about it. Yes. It's just taking that mental pressure off. The, the other thing too, um, I used to have this idea that the best way to meal plan was to have only have to go to the grocery store once a week and have all everything planned out for a week. So occasionally I would hit that, you know, it, it went really well, but it just wasn't very realistic. So I always felt like I was, you know, not doing what I was supposed to do if I didn't have a week's worth of dinners planned out. It just didn't feel good on this thing that I liked doing it. and obviously we have to do. Yeah. We have to do, but I liked it. I liked it anyway. So now I don't know where that week thing came from me or only going to the grocery store once a week as a model of efficiency. I, I don't know where I got that notion. But now, you know, we've talked about meal planning. I've got some some more tools, but I just if I have a plan for a couple of days, that's good. But it's also the plan no longer is necessarily, I'm going to do this recipe and that recipe. It's, hey, I'm going to make burgers. Let's let's see what's there. Or I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some chicken and I just buy the chicken and maybe, hey, those, you know, those tomatoes and zucchini look good at the market. So I'm going to grab those. Fantastic. Or, so you're actually shopping in a different way now. Like, and shopping being able to, totally. to have that confidence yeah. to like, 
okay, well, like this looks good. I can grab this and know that you'll be able to use it. Like, right, right. Be able to do, to use it, even if I don't have a plan for it. It's just sort of a vague notion of, oh, those tomatoes look good. I'm going to take them home and figure out what to do with them. Yeah, fantastic. And now you have that confidence that you will know what to do. Yes, exactly right. I'll find a place to use them. And um, and with all the freezer work that um, <laughs> all my freezer experiments that I've I've shared with you and that members of the group have have been so supportive about. I have a lot, and now you know if I if I don't use up those tomatoes, well, I I know I can freeze them and 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 get to them and and figure out what it is, you know, some some way to use them up in some fashion. And even if I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel so terrible. I'm not beating myself up like I used to. Wow. So it just feels like it's more organic and there's less of the, you're just doing like what feels good and rather than doing what you think you should be doing with in terms of like, sorry, I'm nodding on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm able to go in different places and be inspired. It also doesn't mean that I don't follow recipes still. I was glad we had that conversation. It's not that recipes are are a bad thing. Yeah. So, you know, you try new things. I, uh, you had a great recipe for tomatillos. Is that how you say that? Oh yeah. 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 And it was just so much fun to walk with purpose. I want to find these and, and bring them home and, and try them out and try something new Again, knowing if it didn't work, it was okay. So yeah, the whole meal planning has totally um, shifted for me. It, it doesn't look anything like it used to, and it was that was that was a big thing for me. It really helped helped me um, be kinder to myself, I guess. Is part yeah. And so now that like, so you you feel different about how how you're approaching your meals now. Yes. Yeah. Very, very much so. I feel so much more empowered, so much more comfortable, so much less pressure. It's funny as I'm saying this out loud, I don't know why I continued to like cooking. I I guess we have to eat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the all this all the sort of baggage that I had in my head, and it's it's giving me given me a ton of confidence. We're moving into the summer here in the Northeast um, United States right now, and we just bought a new grill. And I'm trying out all of these grilling experiments. You had recommended a book. Again, I'm looking at the book and making substitutions and seeing how I can make it easier for me. And I'm just having a blast just playing around with what is to me a new way of cooking and, you know, will be great for the summer as it gets really hot. And there's no pressure. Hey, like, cause you're just approaching it with playfulness and fun, like enjoy. Yes, it. Enjoy. enjoy. I want to do it. You know, I, I, I like, if there's any pressure, it's just like you're saying, it's the fun. It's like, I can't wait to try this out. So I made, I made some Turkey burgers this morning and, and because I can't wait, we're going to try them on the grill. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. (laughs) So you've got that self-trust of like knowing that it's going to be okay either way. Exactly right. And, you know, you said something that, that has really stuck with me too, about um, being the experts on our, our own taste buds. You know, we've, we've had a whole lifetime of, we know 
we know what we like. That just made a ton of sense to me. And I love when your recipes, which are oftentimes more like templates um, that, that you've given us, when you just say, add in some protein, I just love that because I know which protein I like and it just, it just works. Yeah, that's right. And then it also doesn't matter. Like if you're feeding some vegetables, you've got some vegetarian friends coming over, like you can get, like you can, you can go, okay, well, you know, you can substitute and you, you know, like how to transfer that across. So you have that flexibility. Right. Yeah, so, and so yeah, so good. Yeah. And to see things in the refrigerator and say, oh, I wouldn't think to put those together, but I like both of those things. And now that I think about it, I don't know why I needed permission from somebody having <laughs> Yeah. And once you see these things and, you know, it, it, it just goes and you can, you can go to all, all different places with it. Yeah. Um, great. What do you think was the most helpful part about being in joyful cooking, Lisa? Oh, certainly my newfound attitude. I mean, I'd love to say, oh, cause we have a lot of great recipe templates and, and all of that, but I, the biggest thing for me has been the attitude going in the change in my mindset, being able to open that refrigerator without dread because I don't have the meal plan done, but to just say, let's see what's in here. Let's see what's going to work and, and go with it. Um, I was, I was making um, a, a recipe the other day and I thought, or not a recipe, an abundance bowl. And I wanted to put mayonnaise in it because I thought that would go well. And I was out of mayonnaise. So I remembered your demonstration of making mayonnaise live. That didn't take long. And I just went and I made mayonnaise just like that, two minutes, added it to my, it, it was, I didn't even bat an eye. I had the time. So I tried it out. I'd been wanting to try it. So the biggest thing for me is just the confidence to do that. Making mayonnaise, that would have terrified me. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And full disclosure. In the recipe, you said use um, rice or wine vinegar. Right. Or, yeah. And, you know, in my, you know, the old me would always want to choose the first one, make sure I had the first suggested recipe. But I thought I have champagne vinegar and I like the taste of champagne vinegar. Mm. I'm going to make it. With that. So I just, even though I had the other two options and it just, it was fabulous, but it just felt so good to have that mindset. Um, and trust your own instincts, Lisa. Look at you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me has been the biggest thing. I've made some great meals. I had a few failures from that and, and that's okay. But the biggest thing has been the change in my mindset. It's joyful cooking. So we've changed, we've, you've become a joyful cook. So like I have definitely become a joyful cook. Yes. Yeah. In fact, um, on the circle group, I, I put a post on there when I said, I am becoming a joyful cook. And I just, I changed that line to, I am a joyful cook. I mean, it felt great. It felt yeah. great to be able to do that. Yeah, so good, Lisa. Okay, is there anything else that you know, like anything else that you found helpful? The confidence, being more thoughtful, being more willing to make mistakes, as I, I think I already said that. Um, the idea, one of your points in your joyful cooking philosophy, well, there's a couple, but they're sort of related in my mind, that we are worth it. That really resonated with me that I loved cooking for my children. I put a, you know, they're, they're young adults now, but I put a ton of effort into learning about nutrition and, you know, treating them well. And 
I don't know. When you said that, I just thought there's no reason I can't treat myself with the same level of care and attention that I gave to them food wise. So I did. And that really, I don't know, maybe that was perhaps part of the confidence. I don't know, but something about it just really resonated with me and feels good as I'm sitting down, no matter how the meal turns out to know I'm giving myself good, healthy food. That's, that's, what do you call them? Proper meals yeah. that have been um, made at home and that I'm worth it is really a wonderful thing. Awesome. Yes. So the, the whole idea of we love cooking and we cook because we get to, not because we have to, it's all sort of part and parcel of, I get these wonderful opportunities to take better care of myself. And I do, I find more and more, I, I want to um, eat at home. I want to make the food that I now know how to, how to cook. We still go out to eat. My husband works at home and we like to, you know, get out of the the house. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of the house and see what's what else is out there. I mean, it's still exciting. It's, you know, it's a big wide world of food, joyful food to try. So you know, I'm glad not to give that up. But I am surprised that more and more I'm just as happy to eat what I've made. So what advice would you give to anyone who is thinking about joining Joyful Cooking, Lisa? Oh, I would say not to hesitate, not to hesitate at all that um, it's not a cooking class in terms of, you know, we have to follow this recipe and then we're all going to eat it. It's not that sort of sort of thing, but it really helps you change your relationship with the food, with the cooking process with um, with what's in your head and your ideas about food. And I don't mean to say it's not a cooking instruction class because it is. We, I, Look at you, making mayonnaise now. <laughs> <laughs> you have set up, you know, the tasting. Well, here we are, this global community, and we're, we're doing the tasting at home. You know, you've given up. I learned so much from, from doing that. Yeah. So you've These really been able to put together a nice class of, of actual instruction on this. You know, this is, this is how things taste. This is sort of the science. Well, I know you're a food scientist. So mm-hmm. The science behind food, along with, like anything else, whatever your approach is, your internal mindset and melds them together in such a way well it's joyful it's a a joyful way to um to cook and to learn to cook and or to learn to improve your cooking skills i mean i love that we have people from all over we we have older people who are just starting to cook for themselves the first time and all of the support that's out there Um, it's just a great community to join and i would encourage anybody who's thinking about it to give it a try Oh, awesome, Lisa. Well, thanks for taking the time to have a chat, Lisa. I really appreciate that. Okay, it was fun. If you want to be like Lisa and master the two skills you need to be an amazing, confident cook, which is seasoning and muscle memory meals, skills that you'll have for the rest of your life so they compound year after year, then I invite you to join me in Joyful Cooking in 90 Days. So it's my group coaching program where I help you feel excited about making dinner and free you from the constraints of of recipes. So for more details about the next enrollment, click on the link in the show notes or go to thestonesoup.com and click on the Joyful Cooking tab. It's so, so much fun and I would love to welcome you in. Okay, catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. 
It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.